Hey there, Omaha. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, got a great guest today that I'm really excited to introduce here. Real quick before we get to that, I just want to thank you so much so far for the wonderful job that all you listeners have done supporting local restaurants um, in a time when this is a very dangerous time for a lot of restaurants and there are restaurants that are selling out of food right now. There are restaurants that originally closed that are now offering family meals or offering takeout um, that weren't previously. And I think Omaha has just done a really good job of embracing the restaurant community and lifting them up. Obviously there's a lot of, a lot of tough times ahead. And as we continue to just learn more about the coronavirus and feel its effects, that could be ever changing, but so far so good. Keep it up. And now I am very happy to introduce my guest. I have John Stastny. He is the owner and operator of the Wonton John's food truck. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. So before we even focus on Anything pandemic-related, coronavirus-related, we're going to throw that out. Pretend like that doesn't exist for the time being. Explain to me kind of the concept behind Wonton John's and what it's intended to be when we're not in the midst of a pandemic. Um, Wonton John's is designed mostly as an event type of food. Mm -hmm. Our our goal essentially is to work music festivals and things like that. You know, my girlfriend and I met... um, through music and we travel a lot uh, to music festivals. So um, I like cooking for everybody. So that's kind of the, the ultimate goal was to be able to travel around and uh, do food, fe- uh, music festivals. So that's why I picked the wonton. I originally was going to do a burrito truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, my goal was to do a nonprofit burrito truck where um, we could help feed people and things like that. And I was trying to get enough money to where um, through real estate, like passive income and stuff like that to where I didn't have to have an income from the truck and I could focus just on like helping people and enjoying what I do and not have the stress of needing to make a profit. But, you know, things weren't working out. Um, I, I got close a couple times to being able to do that. And then, you know, something would happen and it'd go down the drain. So, um, I just decided to quit waiting and, uh, went for it and kind of went all in on it. Um, kind of poor timing, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it's been going pretty well. And so that's why, we, again, that's why we picked the wonton is cause it's, it's a really easy food to walk around and eat. You can have a variety. It's something mm-hmm. different that people haven't seen. So, you know, at festivals and larger events where there's going to be a lot of other, um, types of food available, I feel like it'll stand out. Um, and we, you know, obviously we go to a lot of breweries and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. It's good beer drinking, you know food to eat while you know you can you can split things try different things rather than having to pick one thing off the menu you could have a salmon a buffalo chicken a pork you know and a mushroom ceviche um all on one dish instead of having to pick one thing off the menu you can try a little bit of everything that way so mm-hmm. um that that's why we went with the concept and it's you know the possibilities are endless i just, i have a laundry list of ideas of wontons that i'm going to try out and make like we're debuting our thai peanut butter chicken wonton tomorrow which i'm really Ooh, excited about nice. so we originally were going to debut it at our thunderhead uh beer and wonton pairing which was supposed to be yesterday but obviously that got canceled. Things so. are ever changing yeah. in this such a fun time. Okay, so the original idea was a burrito truck. Yeah. There are obviously a lot of burrito trucks out there. Right. So I understand, like, it's a great idea. That's why so many other people have done it. I understand the desire to pivot off of that. Most people, I feel like, when they make that adjustment, they'd say, oh, let's do a taco truck. Or, right. oh, let's do nachos or something like that. Right. 
you went with wontons yeah. and you explained a little bit in that last answer kind of why you went in that direction but i'm interested in the how how as you're like as you're you 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 say okay not burritos how is wontons the next step? Well, I, I made them for a party, honestly, back at a 4th of July party at a buddy's house, and everybody was raving about them. Like, one one girl even said, like, this is special, you know? Like, yeah. this, is, this is so good. And so then it just kind of clicked for me, and then, uh, you know, a buddy and I were hanging around at a music festival drinking beers trying to think of a name, and he brought up Wonton Johns, and I was like, okay, so that, that works perfect, you know? My name works with wontons, and... You know, people really liked them, and the, the like I said, the possibilities are endless. It's a blank canvas in terms of what I can do because I can flavor the wonton shells, you know, and um, do dessert ones, mm -hmm. breakfast ones. Like I have a biscuits and gravy wonton that I make. You know, I roll out the dough and cut them into wonton wrappers myself, out of, you know, from scratch and and fill them with gravy. So there's, I mean, there's endless possibilities. So you know, I just kind of took it and ran with it. And that that's kind of what I want to get into next, and I really want to highlight because I think it's what makes your business so interesting and special. Not only the fact that you're offering this this food that you don't see at a lot of places, certainly not food trucks, but just the variety that yeah. you offer. Like I, I went back through some of you know the old menus, some of the old Facebook posts, and some of these things are you know currently available too. But eggs Benedict yeah. wontons, bagels and locks, ones with uh, I think you just mentioned the sausage gravy, pulled pork, smoked brisket Philly. Mac and cheese, pumpkin cheesecake. Like, how do you come up with this stuff? It's just like, th this is just like crazy. I don't know. I just, I mean, I've always, I'm not a trained chef. Um, so I don't have, I don't have anything in the back of my head telling me I'm not supposed to do that. Like when I uh -huh. tell some of my chef buddies, you know, what am I, what my ideas are, they think I'm crazy until they try it. And they're like, oh my God, I can't, <laughs> can't believe that actually worked, you know? So I don't have that like barrier of, you know, you're not supposed to do this or put these together. And I don't know, my head's just weird. And I think I'm up with random stuff that shouldn't go together sometimes that goes really go good together. And so, yeah, I just come up with weird random ideas. I like trying new stuff. And What's the weirdest one you've come up with, whether you actually ran with uh, it or not? Huh. Weirdest one I've come up with. I mean, honestly, the, the Benedict, I didn't know if I was going to be able to pull off, but I got quail eggs for that. Ooh, nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, th that a Benedict you wouldn't think would go in a wonton ever. <laughs> no. So um, that that was probably the weirdest to this point that I've actually done. So so we'll see. I'll come up with more weird stuff. But What are your personal favorites? Uh, my personal favorite is the Lox and Bagel. The Well, Lox of Love is what we call it. Uh -huh. uh, we had a naming contest at our first event, and somebody came up with that, and I really liked it. So we call it Lox of Love. But that everything I, I coat the wonton wrapper uh, in everything seasoning, and then I bake the seasoning into the wonton. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I make my own garlic cream cheese with uh, cold smoked lox, and I pickle my own onions and... Um, you know, with the capers and dill on there, it's just, it's so good. The, the brisket Philly was good too. It's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, so, some of the stuff, cause I don't actually do a lot of the cooking on my truck. I do it at the commissary kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I bring the food onto the truck hot and we just assemble the wontons essentially on the truck. So, uh, it makes it difficult sometimes on execution purposes, keeping, you know, keeping things from drying out or things like that yeah. over a couple hours. And, um, so I've got, I've got like with the pork, I've got a really good method for that. And, you know, obviously the, the locks doesn't dry out. Nice of each is good. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've been working on a lot of stuff, but I also have to perfect like the holding procedures and stuff like mm -hmm. that for them until I actually kind of can 
bring them out on the truck, and I found that the brisket would get a little dry after a while. It was really good still, but uh, not not something I wanted to put out all the time. So, so for people who don't understand, you just mentioned a commissary. Obviously, you know, most of the population does not operate a food truck. I think they probably don't understand what right. what that means or what the process looks like. Can you kind of pull back the curtain and explain how that works? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I didn't know what a commissary kitchen was until October when I found out I needed one. Um, and I found one in North Omaha um, in fl- the Florence neighborhood called No More Empty Pots. It's actually a nonprofit kitchen, and they have a, a production facility where they um, train um, youth chefs mm-hmm. there and they, they cook meals for the community and they actually deliver like free meals to the community there. And they have That's a, awesome. a kid's kitchen where they have like programs to keep, teach kids how to cook and they do birthday parties and they have a rooftop garden and everything. And then they've got a kitchen for us entrepreneurs, um, with storage and stuff. And it's really nice. It works out well. Um, you, and co- every commissary is different. I've looked into quite a few. Um, some of them, you know, have parking available, um, some of them charge by the hour, some of them charge monthly fees, uh, things like that. And then, so we just book our time on the kitchen and prepare all our food there, keep all of our, uh, food stored there and everything. And, um, that's where our actual health permits through. So like I've actually had the health inspector come while I was cooking in the kitchen and do their inspection at, at the commissary kitchen as well. So, um, you know, there's, there's, and you required as a food truck to have a commissary kitchen in Douglas County. So Sarpy County doesn't require that, but. Douglas County does. So mm-hmm. now it's it's kind of funny. This is just like a totally random question, but it's something that something that you mentioned sparked it in my mind. Um, is just like keeping the food fresh upon transporting. I think that's another thing that most people wouldn't think about. But my wife and I, we actually, and it, I, I'm embarrassed that it took us this long to get into it. But we just got into Top Chef, yeah, and we are just like binging the yeah. heck out of Top I Chef right show. now. And there's. We're actually watching season four and there's been several episodes where the chefs like they have to cook everything, you know, in the kitchen and then transport it to a block party or some kind of event or something like that. And a lot of them are really struggling to, you know, keep a product from getting uh, like soggy, right. like a, a corn dog or something from getting soggy or from getting a cheese sauce to seize up. Can you just kind of talk about the extra like science that has to go into cooking to keep food fresh when you know you might not be serving it for an hour or two. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's interesting cause you don't really know until you know, it's just, it, uh-huh. it wasn't really something I had considered. Like I obviously thought, thought about it, but I didn't realize like how intricate some of the things would be like keeping the pork, you know, uh, moist, you know, cause it, it, if it dries out, nobody wants, it, it starts to get chewy. Nobody wants right. that. Um, and, but you want to keep the smoky flavor and you don't want to, you don't want to affect the flavor too much either. So like I use apple juice, I season my apple mm, juice and I, mm-hmm. and I just give it a little spritz here and there, um, you know, and toss it around. And, and that's, you know, that's how I keep my pork. Uh, the cheese sauce, you know, I'll bring, if it's a beer cheese, I'll just put a little more beer in there and keep it stirred up, keep it on very low heat, things like that. And so it's just, you know, tinkering around with it. It's a, it's definitely a learning process. You know, the first event we had, uh, I had a pepper jack cheese sauce and I just had it over a, you know, portable burner because I didn't even have the truck at that time. And I just had a little portable gas burner and the, the cheese sauce would start to boil and then I turn it down and then it would start to get too, like, too thick. And then, you know, and then it broke and I was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, it, it, it took a little bit um, to figure out the process, the best processes, because like I said, I'm, I'm not a trained chef either. So I've never really had to do that stuff before. Uh-huh. Um, I've just always cooked. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a learning process and the, the, all the menu items, once, a, once 
an item hits our menu now, like I've got that down. Yeah, I've got that perfected. That that wasn't necessarily the case in the very beginning stages. You know, it was like I said, I've been learning a lot as I go. So, um, but yeah, now now I make sure that I I've worked that out before it, it even gets on the truck. So now you've mentioned your background a couple times. I want to dig into that a little bit deeper. It sounds like you didn't go to culinary school or anything. No. Like you just love cooking. Like what what is your background? I guess how did you get into uh, I this? I mean, my background is very diverse i've done a little bit of everything i was bartended and served for a while uh-huh. uh, i usually did that on the side of something else um sometimes it was my full-time gig but uh spent a lot of time in business to business sales i sold industrial air compressor systems i source ma- man- source manufacturing for restaurant equipment parts and um a little little all over the board um i've managed jimmy john's for a few years um uh, when when they first opened up here in Omaha, and mm-hmm. so I got a little you know management and restaurant experience that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, that was really only my only like back of the house type. But it was like back and front. So, um, so yeah, a lot lot of sales, and then I got into real estate for a little bit. Uh, did it flipped a, flipped a couple houses, uh, renovated a rental property. Um, I have a duplex, and we do Airbnb. So mm-hmm. you know that's that's getting crushed right now too. So it's just a very very weird time, but um, I started cooking for, you know, all my friends. I threw big parties, and uh, I like to cook for everybody. I enjoyed it, you know, and um, that's what I realized, like, makes me happy. I like feeding people. I like seeing people's reactions on my food, and, um, yeah, so that's that's why it's, it's been a dream of mine for, like, 10 years now for a food truck, so... Okay, so so, so yeah. how did you finally take that leap? If it's been a dream for so long, what pushed you over the edge? Uh, I just did it. Like I said, um, you know, I was trying to earn enough money. That's why I got into real estate. I wanted to get some rental properties so I can generate income from that, and then open a nonprofit food truck because the, the, those those are the things that make me the happiest is helping people and feeding people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to combine those, you know, and, and like I said earlier, not have the stress of requiring an income from the truck because I know. You know, the restaurant business is not easy um, and it can be very stressful, especially, you know, anything can go wrong, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to be more secure than I am um, financially before I started it. But every time I would get close, I'd have something happen. Um, you know, some things not go my way um, where all of a sudden I didn't have enough money to do it. And so um, without going into too much detail there, it's just uh I just got sick of waiting and just decided to go for it. And At some point, you just got to take the yeah, leap. Just went all in, decided to do it. Um, one day with a buddy of mine that I worked at Spazia with, um, we just decided to start doing pop-ups. And so, you know, we came up with a menu. I, we had a menu tasting at the Broke Down Palace for our first event. And I think we served like 75 people in 30 minutes. And, um, you know, we were out of food real quick. And it just kind of has been taken off since then. So That's awesome. I want to real quick before we get back to the food truck, I want to touch on that philanthropic side of things because um, you guys have a stated mission uh, on your website uh, to show love, spread love. Yeah. Where do, where does that come from? Because uh, I think we've seen a lot of that like come up more during this coronavirus time. There have been a lot of restaurants that have donated a lot that have, you know, taken their perishable goods and turned those into meals for the homeless. But that was before any of that was, before any of this was even on the radar with coronavirus, you were already thinking ahead like that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all. Show Love, Spread Love is a 
statement made by my favorite artist who's called Grizz. He's a saxophone player and DJ. Yeah. Um, and that's his motto. I've been following him since for since 2010. And that's actually, I met my girlfriend at a Grizz concert in Chicago, you know. Um, and uh, his whole motto is show love, spread love. And there's a big, call it Grizz fam, um, where that's what we do. We just... Uh, you know, like at music festivals, I'd bring a bunch of stickers and pins and at Chris concerts, hand them out to people and, you know, give people free waters and things like that. Um, and so I've always I've always been big into helping people. And I've just kind of uh, embodied that motto and tried to, you know, do that as much as I can. And on the front of my truck, it says show love, spread love on our trailer. So um, that that's that's what I want us to be about. Um, you know, we just donated 60 burrito breakfast burritos to the overnight staff at the um lakeside that's emergency awesome. department last sunday uh, we're doing a, a monthly dinner for the rainbow house which is uh it's a housing unit for families uh that have to be at the children's hospital that are from mm-hmm. out of town they mm-hmm. get to stay they they stay there um so we're doing a monthly meal there and my buddy, he's the executive chef at Embassy Suites. He helped me out with that that one last time when they, right after all the closures started announcing. Um, obviously, they had a bunch of perishable food and stuff like that. So, like, he made them steak dinners, um, you know, for 50 people. And um, that that's a big reason why I went to No More Empty Pots Commissary Kitchen because it's a nonprofit and they help people. So our money that we spend there um, goes towards a good cause as well. Um, and I just want to want to keep doing more stuff like that. You know, the more the more profitable we can be, the more people we can help, essentially. And so that's 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 what I want us to be about. You know, I, I want us to help as many people along the way as possible. So that's amazing. I love it. Thanks. OK, so take me back to the first event after you get the truck. You've got your menu set up. You've got you've got a plan. And then you get to that first event. What was that? feeling like of opening the truck up for the first time i just got chills just thinking about it just yeah. now um yeah it was i mean it was interesting because our first truck event was actually a brunch event so and we'd only done a brunch menu one time before um at zen coffee they they were a huge help early on too they allowed us to do some pop-ups in there um so yeah zen coffee if you've never tried them they're awesome too on 25th and Fordham. okay um but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like, I, you know, I stepped back and looked at my truck. We were at Barrios, and it was just, you know, in the old market, there there was my truck on 10th Street. And, <laughs> oh, that's uh, so cool. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It was nerve-wracking. The generator cut out, like, 15 minutes into service. Um, of course. But I got that figured out. Oh, yeah, my, my water pump um, was leaking. It was, it was an interesting morning, but I got it all fi- fixed and I don't think we missed a beat. I think we executed pretty well. We got a lot of good reviews that day. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just an exciting time. We did, we had a pretty good turnout. Um, yeah, it was fun. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more of those for sure. So, uh, huh. now you mentioned all the ideas at the top of the show, why wontons work because they're small. You can try a lot of them. They're like a really good party food. All that is very true. It's also kind of a foreign concept for a lot of people. I think right. people like generally know what a wonton is, but maybe it's not something they necessarily seek out, and they certainly don't seek it out with pulled pork or right. bagels and lox or anything like that. So when you're coming up with the concept, was there any was there any thought of like shoot, like what if people don't get it? Yeah, and I mean there 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 that is a hurdle for sure. Uh-huh. You know, even people that. Um, 
come up to the truck and like they're like, "What is a wonton?" Have to to show them what it is because it's not even a traditional wonton either. Uh Wontons are traditionally, you know, fried or boiled. And yours are baked, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're shells; they're not pouches, so you Uh fit a lot more food into them. Um, And and another hurdle is people think that there's. you, you know, they're not that filling, but if you get a four pack, they're pretty filling. Um, you know, like we, we just did a burrito menu, um, yesterday, taco burrito menu, just, just for fun to try it out. Uh, something a little more affordable, um, see how it went. Um, and, but if you dump out four wontons, like we put the exact same amount in four mm-hmm. wontons that we put in a burrito, mm-hmm. it's, it's still a good portion. Um, so, so those are two of the biggest hurdles that we have. Uh, however, what we find is, you know, once a couple people start ordering them and they walk by with them, mm-hmm. you know, they're super eye catching. So people are like, oh, what's that? You know, and then and then we start getting more and more people and they're like, you know, somebody said to try the locks, you know, or whatever. And and so it's it's going to be, you know, a challenge um, that we have to overcome for sure. But um, they are they are pretty appealing in photos as well. So, yeah, uh, I just I got a light print. box so you can take some really cool photos and things like that. So, um, yeah, that. It, it's going to take some educating the public in terms of what it is and getting people to actually try them. Because once people try them, yeah. you know, they're hooked. Because that, that crunch, too, is just, you know, something different. You don't get that with, you know, like you said, with a pulled pork sandwich. Uh-huh. You don't get that crunch. You don't get that with a lox and bagel, you know. I mean, if you toast it, you kind of can, but it's not the same. It's a little different. And then and then it just adds a whole other flavor, uh, like level of flavor. Like with our ranch buffalo chicken, I, I coat the wonton in dry ranch seasoning. So, mm-hmm. um, And then I've got the garlic cream cheese, the buffalo chicken, and Parmesan. So when you bite into it, you get the buffalo initially, but as you're chewing it, you know, those other flavors kind of roll over your tongue. And it's it's just an interesting experience that you don't you wouldn't typically get, like even with like a nacho or anything like that. So. Well, and I think there are a few things that you have working in your favor. And you mentioned, you know, it's a challenge to get people to adopt this. But if they do, and if they try the wonton, that's a that's a niche space. Mm-hmm. There are not very many people. I would say that there. Are, I even googled this earlier today. There are very few yeah. <laughs> wonton like offerings out there in the country, right. much less in Omaha. So you can kind of have a corner on that market. And second of all, it is just such a good thing that people can just try. You know, if they're at an event or at you know a taco truck rally or something. They could say, oh, hey, I've got room to just have one wonton. They buy a wonton. They love it. Then they're coming back, and they're getting more. They're getting a four-pack. So I think, you know, you mentioned that there's those challenges there, but there's also, like, built-in opportunity that goes along with those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's exciting, and I love love when people try them, and they come back and tell us, you know, how awesome they are. It's a super, super good feeling. So, um yeah, it's it's very interesting, and I'm and I'm tinkering around with the ideas of offering like some kind of side, like orzo salad or something like yeah. that. You know, some, something for a filler for people that are looking for like a super filling meal. But if you're drinking beer, at, you know, Cross Strain or Thunderhead in Nebraska or whatever, you know, you want you want to drink beer too, so you don't want to get super full. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good for situations like that. But I am I am going to try and come up with some sides, you know, for more of like a dinner option because right now right. it's a really good lunch option. It's a really good you know option for drinking beer, but uh, and it is filling, but it's not like overly filling, mm-hmm. you know. So, what is the number one thing that you think most people don't understand about operating a food truck? 
uh, how much behind the scenes work there is, um, you know, because it's not a brick and mortar where you have the people coming to you and you're in the same place all the time. I mean, it can be, um, you know, I'm actually working with a couple trucks. I'll get into that here in a little bit later. Um, but you know, it can be, you can go park in the same place all the time, but, Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, it's an event driven business. So there's a lot of kind of salesmanship that needs to go into it, especially from, from my end, you know, just starting out, like, Um, you know, I had to reach out to all these places to get the bookings and get the schedulings and do the promotion and the marketing and everything like that. And then Mm -hmm. the cooking has to be done at the commissary kitchen. And so by the time, like we actually get to a service, our service may only be two hours, Mm -hmm. but the amount of work that went into that one service, you know, is, you know, probably a couple days work at least. Um, and so there, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, you know, that, that goes into it. And it's just, it's just a different atmosphere. I'd never even worked on a truck. And so like that first, that first event, I was like, uh, what am I, you know, what am I getting myself <laughs> yeah. into? It was really the first time we even served out of the truck. And so, you know, we were all learning on the fly and that's, it's, it's fun. And that's kind of where I'm my best anyways, is, you know, under pressure to kind of figuring things out as they need figured out. Um, but you, but you do have to be prepared, you know, you you don't have a fully stocked kitchen either. So you have to make sure that, you know, you have your punch list and you check off every box three times, make sure you have every ingredient you need because once you're there and setting up, there's not a lot of time to go, you know, obviously I have a food trailer too. So it's hooked up to my truck. I can't just Mm -hmm. like drive off to the grocery store or something, right? you know, pick up something that I forgot. So you have to be very, very prepared to be, to have a successful uh, service. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, yeah, I think the behind the scenes work is probably something that most people don't consider, you know, when they, when they talk about wanting to have a food truck or something like that, they're thinking, Oh, it'd be so much fun to just pull up and start cooking. And that's really not how it works. So mm-hmm. now we've had a nice 20 minute respite here from yeah. talking about coronavirus, but as it consumes just about everything in life now, it feels like it, I think it's time that we, we bring it up. We talk about it. And you started your business last fall, in the fall of 2019, in September, right? Yeah, our first, our first tasting, we did a free event in September. That was our menu tasting, kind of like market testing. Yeah. And then our first actual event wasn't until October 23rd, I believe. Okay. Um, and then we were doing one to two pop-ups a week, and then uh, March 1st was our first, okay. first okay. event with yeah. the truck. Of so. course, right yeah. before this all hits. because. Yeah. I had, the way that we got connected, we're both members of the Omaha Food Lovers group on Facebook. And I had, a couple months ago, started seeing people post about this wonton johns. And I was like, what the heck is that? That's like, I've never heard of this. This is crazy. But it kept coming up. Like, it wasn't one of those, like, one-off posts where somebody's like, oh, this is so good. And then it just kind of fades into the ether. There were more and more posts about it. And people were like, this place is legit. You got to go check it out. And it's just like, right as you're like getting your popularity and everything and you open the truck, this thing that you have no control of just hits out of nowhere. How, just from a broad scale, how has coronavirus affected your business? Uh, Substantially. Um, But I think we're pivoting well. Um, We did the, we we pivoted. We were one of the early ones to go to uh, delivery um, and pickup menu. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a meal prep service and we got some really, really good response. It was awesome. A lot, lot to do to the Omaha food lovers group. That's such an awesome group. Um, 
So uh, we did that for a couple of weeks, but now we've pivoted towards um, apartment complexes. Um, we've only done a couple, but they both went really well. We mm-hmm. were at Park 120 Apartment Complexes yesterday, and we introduced online ordering to encourage social distancing as well. Um, so everybody, you know, they can place their order through our website, and then um, as soon as it's ready for them, it sends, we send them a text. They can schedule the time. And then that way it's already paid for. They just come pick it up. Um, there's no lines or anything like that. And so um, that's been working out really well for us. We sold out in like an hour and a half yesterday. Oh, that's sweet. Um, so, the, yeah, and it, it, it was rough. Uh, you know, there were some dark times in the last week or so. It's been a roller coaster, you know, to say the least, you know, um, because, like I said, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into scheduling events and promoting and things like that, um, you know, and every event for the next three months got canceled on us and we're an event-based yeah, business. So, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, like I said, our, our ultimate goal is to be able to work music festivals and the music festival we're supposed to work got canceled. Um, you know, so that's a huge, huge hit. Um, yeah. So I went and did the math and I'm not going to say the number, but it's a big number that, that got canceled on us. But mm-hmm. like I said, we're, I mean, um, Leading up to this, you know, I've, things out of my control have happened to me a bunch, which mm-hmm. is why it kept me from starting the food truck in the first place. But now that I'm here, I'm not going to let it go. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen, you know, so many restaurants have to dramatically change their business plan. We're seeing fine dining restaurants that only offer takeout now right. or, you know, curbside orders. We've seen restaurants that have never offered delivery before. They're offering delivery. An adjustment that you've made, and you mentioned kind of, posting up at apartment complexes is just looking at the current menu. There are some different things on there. You see a lot of burritos, tacos, mac and cheese, kind of stuff like that. How did you kind of make that decision to pivot in that direction? Um, I think I wanted to go with a more familiar option for Mm -hmm. people, um, mainly. Um, And like I said, I could, you know, it's a little more affordable. I could do a beef taco for three bucks, three fifty, or whatever, you know. And they're and they're good size beef tacos, but it's just taco meat and cheese. You know, yeah. you're not getting the. I use premium ingredients in my wontons, um, so you know they're they're not my wontons aren't cheap. They're filling the they're, they're high quality. Um, so I wanted to offer like a more affordable option, but we've actually found that people like were kind of disappointed that I didn't have my wontons. So yeah. <laughs> um, like tomorrow we're offering our wontons again. Um, so I, and we we might switch it back and forth, but. You know, I got a I got a griddle for the truck to cook the burritos and tacos on because I do all grilled burritos and grilled tacos, but um, we couldn't keep up yesterday. So, um, you know, I just didn't have enough room on the griddle, uh-huh. so the service is slower, and that's another benefit of the wontons is we can put our uh, orders out. Most people um, don't wait longer than a minute or two for their order, so um, where people were having to wait, you know substantially longer yesterday for the burritos and tacos, which I don't really want that MO mm-hmm. for my truck. I don't want people thinking they're going to be waiting a long time every time they order from our truck. So mm-hmm. I might step away from that. I'm going to, I'm going to try and do breakfast burritos. Cause that's kind of like what I'm known for mm-hmm. in, you know, the people that I cook for. Um, I make a, this special sauce for my breakfast burritos that are, that's really good. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and find somewhere like a coffee shop or something that's going to let me can post up there and do breakfast burritos and the biscuits and gravy wontons. Um, so I'll do that with the burritos and then I'll probably have like one or two specials. Like I'll still utilize my griddle and do like a grilled cheese special or a burrito special, you know, something familiar for the people that don't necessarily want to try something new, try, try the wontons, mm-hmm. you know, cause like you said, people, people don't know what it is. So, yeah. so I'm going to have, you know, one or two specials once we, once we get rolling again, 
Um, and I kind of get my bearings. Um, I'm going to start offering, you know, one or two specials a day. That's a little more um, familiar for people. So this is admittedly kind of a heavy question, but I'm going to throw it out there. What in your mind do restaurants and businesses like yourself need from the government to make it out of this thing? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, at least we're allowed to operate. A lot of businesses aren't allowed to operate right yeah. now. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, and, you know, man, I don't know. Cause I, I'm not that experienced. I'm just starting. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know what it takes exactly to run a full-blown restaurant. I mean, I have an idea. I've worked in plenty of them. But, um, yeah, and it's just such a weird, crazy thing that's going on. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if anyone really has yeah. the answer to that question and just because we're learning more every day, every hour, it feels like. The low interest loans, you know, depending on, you know, what kind of financial situation, it just depends. You know, some people might have debt that they have a little bit higher interest rate, so a lower interest loan might, you know, help them out. They might be able to get that SBA loan to kind of pay off their higher interest stuff and keep working from there. Or if, you know, they're, they're um, they've got a program – if you keep people on your payroll, they, they help you with some, some payroll additives. Uh, I haven't done a ton of research on it. Um, so I don't know what's all passed. I've just been focusing on kind of grinding Yeah. right now. So yeah, you're in the thick. Of um, it. so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cause yeah, I mean, the money has to come from somewhere essentially, no matter mm-hmm. what they do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's an unprecedented thing that, I don't know. I'm not a financial analyst or advisor or well, anything like that. So. Trust me, I don't have yeah. the answers either. Like, and, and like I, said, I don't know if anyone does. At least, at least at the end of the day, like we've got a shot. We we can still operate. Yeah. You know? And like like you said earlier, the Omaha community has been amazing. Um, you know, a lot of these places are selling out, and uh, that and that that's one of the things that's a little little tough for me, just because. I was just getting going. I was just getting, you know, my momentum. I just yeah, was starting to you have like traction. a regular following and things like that. And then this happened and I can't, I don't, like I said, I don't do a lot of cooking on the truck. So I, I have to pre-prep everything. So I'm not really set up to be able to like do delivery and pick up every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, my it's an event driven business. So I'm trying to, you know, navigate that situation and just, you know, do the best I can. I've got an employee now who left his, his, his good job to come work for me because he believed in the mission and um, and what we were doing. So I'm doing my best to, to keep him paid too. So Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's let people know where they can find Wonton Johns. That's the important thing here. And obviously this is something, you know, you mentioned you're, you're trying out different things. Things are changing. But let's – if anyone has listened to this and doesn't think that this sounds delicious, like – they're crazy. I think it sounds awesome. I think it's a really cool idea. Hit us with the website. Like if there are changing locations, where can people see those updates? Just any information you can give us on where we can find Wonton Johns as we move forward. Go open mic. Uh, best place is Facebook. Um, that's where we update most things. And I create events for every single event. Um, but I have to go in and kind of update everything's changing daily like we just booked um we're going to park 120 again tomorrow but mm-hmm. we just booked that yesterday so i haven't got that event event or anything created but i always create posts you know every every day when we're going to go somewhere um 
you'll be able to find it on our Facebook page. We do have a calendar on our website. Um, I have to go through and clean it all out, just get all the old events out of there and get the new ones in. Um, and we don't have a lot booked booked out very much more than like a week ahead. We'll be at because part- you can't. It's right. just hard. Yeah, right and now. you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, I've, you know, uh, and that that's another thing. I put a lot of marketing dollars into promoting a lot of events that got canceled as well. So it's like I don't want to do that again if you know, there's a chance that it's not going to happen. Exactly. So, um, our Facebook page or wontonjohns.com. We have an Instagram. I need to get better at utilizing that, <laughs> but um, I'm, we're, we're pretty steady informative on Facebook about like what we're going to do, where we're going to be. We'll be at park One Twenty this weekend, um, center line apartments on Wednesday. And then we're actually going to Barrington park neighborhood uh-huh. on Friday. So That's we'll see I how that up. goes. Nice. And um, so we'll be there on Friday. That'll be interesting because that could be another option for us to start going to. I'm going to get in contact with some HOAs and things like that. And, you know, just try and go to the people rather than wait for the people to come to us. Exactly. I think that's a great strategy. All right. So listeners, go right now. Get on Facebook. Search for Wonton Johns, just like it sounds. It's pretty, pretty easy to find. That's J-O-N without a without an H in there. Um, Make it a little easier to find. Give them a follow, give them a like, so you can kind of keep up with with where this thing's going to be. You can get some crazy, delicious-sounding wontons. You can get some breakfast burritos with whatever that hot sauce is you mentioned. Like, I'm intrigued by that. Just you saying that it's, like, your special recipe, that has me all excited. Um, Yeah, there's there's an opportunity here. There's a really cool business that you can support. This is... This is it. Like when you talk about supporting local and eating local and everything, this is the type of organization, the type of company that you really want to get behind. Um, and I think it's just really cool. So, John, thank you so much for joining the Thanks show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thank All you. right. Thank you so much, listeners. I always appreciate you guys hanging out, listening to another episode. Like I said at the top, thank you so much for supporting local restaurants. Keep it up. You're doing great. We can't stop now. Got to keep going. Um, Omaha, have a great week. Thanks for eating with me. A Parkville Media Production.